0: Greater Than The Real Housewives of Potomac is back for another season, are you a fan of the show? Well you are in luck because I am recapping each and every episode of season 6. But if you haven't started watching the first episode yet, click off because this is the recap, and it is full of spoilers. Greater Than Greater Than Now that I have gotten that out of the way, let's get to the recap of episode 1. Ready? Let's get started. Episode 1, The Nude Interlude The Housewives of Potomac, Maryland are back, and I for one am excited about the season, and you must be too because here you are reading this blog post. Are you ready for everything the ladies of Potomac bring? Each lady is in their individual confessional and they are preparing to give a confessional. We see glimpses of each as a producer asks. In one word, describe what last year was like. We now see each housewife make a face because how do you sum up a chaotic season like season 5 of ROP in one word? They can't seem to come up with just one, and the one to answer, of all people? Giselle says. Toxic, and then lightning strikes. We then see clips of some of the hoop de la that took place last year, do you remember last season, Housewife Fans? It was a mess, and we were all here for it, weren't we? The clip that stood out to me was when Karen asks Giselle if she was back with Jamal, Giselle says, I sure am, and Karen tells her that's not what the word on the street is, oh yeah. I forgot about that. Oh Lord, I hope we are not going to be subjected to a whole season about Jamal Bryant. Please tell me he is not Giselle's storyline, yet again? Wendy says last year taught her that you never know who may be plotting behind your back, and then we see clips of the arguments that took place last year, dang to be of the upper echelons of society, these women sure can cut a fool. Wendy also says and you never know who your real friends are. And then we see clips of all the friendships that started unraveling with a disrespect, basically last season was a mess. Wendy then tells us. Don't listen to them, watch them. The lightning strikes again, and then the screen goes black and then we get the intro, and the taglines. Giselle, the secret to this pretty face is staying in the shade. Mia, if you want to pop off I'll be happy to get you adjusted. Robin, I may keep you waiting but trust me, I'm worth it. Ashley, the only thing messier than two boys is me. Candy my blessings are many and my patience is none. Wendy, this professor doesn't just grade on the curve, she sets the curve. Karen, the grand dame can never be duplicated, imitated, or intimidated. Who do you think had the best tagline? Leave it in the comments. But I am personally intrigued by newcomer Mia's. Does that mean she is a claims adjuster, or maybe a chiropractor that fixes your back if you need realignment? We will have to wait and see, I guess. Here we go. When the episode begins, we see, wait a minute, is that Wendy? What the heck is going down? Please tell me Wendy didn't start an OnlyFans during the pandemic. Wendy struts out with a badass fur full length coat, knee high leather boots, and an attitude to match. She stands in the doorway of her bathroom, turns around, then removes the coat. What the hell? The light turns red and we see a silhouette of Wendy with only what it appears to be the boots on, well what kind of freakiness is about to go down with Wendy and her hubby Eddie, let me get my popcorn, but Eddie is behind the camera. Wendy is having a party and this scene is a clip that will be sent out with an invitation to a nude party. The invitation reads. You are cordially invited to. The nude interlude, redefining what it means to look and feel sexy. All guests are asked to wear shades of nude for a fun night of dinner, drinks, and a couple special surprise guests. See you soon, XO. Well okay, Wendy. The party is for women only. Wendy looks good y'all not that she was ever unattractive. She got her boobs done and a few tweaks here and there and she looks absolutely amazing. Next, we get a clip of Giselle talking to her daughter Grace and my, doesn't Grace look like a little Giselle? She is beautiful. We see Karen watering her plants in one of her lovely week choices, they really have not only gotten better, Karen is a beautiful woman who is aging gracefully. Next we see Robin and her fiancé wanted the new house they are building. She says she is excited and he says he is too. And we see Ace and her husband Chris sold the house that they owned with Dorothy, Ace's mother, and it went for $799,000, why is that important? Candy Ace has a new house with Chris and they bought it for 1.1 million and it is bad in a good way of course. It's huge and roomy and well. That's good because Candy Ace will have a house with youngsters in it. Chris's two kids are visiting so Candy Ace has given herself the title of bonus mom and the kids are bonus children. Cute. She has a worker there to help her get the house ready. We get to see a very pregnant Ashley at home caring for a very active Dean who is now 18 months. My how time has flown, he is so handsome too. Michael shows up and starts playing with the toddler. Cute. Ashley says that because she did not grow up with a father she didn't know what fatherhood looked like. And I think a lot of women can relate to that. We see a flashback of her reaching out to her father and him cruelly rejecting her, that says a lot about Ashley and her vulnerability and pain as a woman. She has daddy issues and I get it. But she says Michael is a wonderful father to Dean I am glad for that. They are having issues with sex now that she is pregnant, it's been four months. Why is this Ashley's storyline? Because you already know Ashley is the queen of too much self-disclosure. You will not be spraying her with her tea, she learned her lesson, lol. So we have to hear about their sex life. Sigh. They flirt. It seems forced, did anyone else get that vibe? Ashley is worried Michael will cheat because she is pregnant and they are not getting it in right now, I can't. Ashley would like more communication, let's see how this season goes with that goal. Switch. Candy Ace is at home still getting her new house ready, and we get to see her dining room table with these beautiful suede chairs. Candy Ace, I can't wait to see your house when it's all done. I envision a massive rectangle shaped painting on the wall and back of the table that sets off the shade of green that is the color of the chairs. Candy Ace has good taste in furniture. Giselle arrives to see the new house in her full fur coat, I am a sucker for a good fur, but I'm confused what kind of stuffed animal was used for the fur on this one, but Candy Ace confirms it is a fur coat when she opens the door. We see her bonus daughter and she is cute. Giselle is impressed with the house even though it isn't finished. The daughter is shy but adorable. The older brother is too, they are visiting for a month. They seem like cool kids so Ace lucked out. I mean she seems rather nervous about the prospect of becoming a mother so if you have to practice they seem like the kind of kids that she could do that with and it'd be a good experience had by all parties involved. I love how important being a bonus mom is to her. Well Giselle came to talk. She asks the little girl to go put her coat somewhere and she runs off to put it in the dumpster, just kidding. She gets a tour and she loves the house but let's get down to the real reason for the visit. What does Giselle want to talk about? Karen. So they sip mimosas, sit down to talk, and gossip about Karen. Side note, that sweater Candy Ace has on is really cute. Candy Ace is in school to get her master's, good for you Candy Ace. You should never stop trying to improve on yourself. Chris makes an appearance and brings them a tray of fresh delicious looking fruit so they can snack while Giselle tears down Karen, lol. But check the look on Chris's face when while he is in the kitchen, Giselle asks, so what is he doing? And Candace tells Giselle he is doing the online cooking etc. instead of replying none of your business. So Candace asks Giselle how her relationship is going. We find out that, surprise, she is having problems with Jamal. We don't care. But my concern is, if he doesn't have time for you, does he see your children you share? They seem like great kids. But now on to Karen, because that's the real tea she has no matter how stale it may be ha. Candier still has an issue with Karen because you remember she feels that Karen took Monique's side against her, so she feels. Giselle is still mad about what took place at the reunion when Karen called out her and Jamal's relationship, Giselle says, F Karen and everything she has said. Well damn Giselle tell us how you really feel? Switch. Karen is looking for her wedding gown, She wants to cut a piece of it and have it sewn to her daughter's dress whenever she decides to get married. That's a cute idea and a wonderful way to repurpose her dress. Karen is gathering old clothes as she searches and will give them away. Ray makes an appearance to help her and they have a cute exchange that lets us know they are still solid. We get to see a wedding picture of Ray and Karen from 25 years ago, and now we know they really are renewing their vows, but Giselle apparently is not invited because of the disrespect Karen feels. She chucks her way constantly. Ray wishes it doesn't have to be that way, but Karen insists she only wants to have supportive people in the mix. Karen is smart, and Ray rocks with Karen the long way, and we like them together, don't we, Potomac fans? Karen is going to call the remarriage ceremony. So nice we have to do it twice. We can't wait. Switch. Giselle is still at Candice's house talking negatively about Karen. She is planning on spilling all of Karen's tea she is just waiting for the right moment. Candier says she wants to be there when she does, how mature of you ladies. If you thought women mature out of childish behavior they don't, neither do men, but they usually feel stupid gossiping constantly about people they don't like. But the hurt runs deep so the hatred for Karen is deep. Switch Karen says Giselle is pushing agenda that is not true because she has misplaced anger that really should be directed towards Dumas, which is true, but in all fairness, Karen, you did embarrass the hell out of the woman on national television, do you blame her for being salty? We next see everybody receives Wendy's sexy video that is an announcement of her party. Karen is like, what is this when she gets the notification on her phone? Ray is like, let me get my glasses, Karen is like, what you need your glasses for? I cracked up. These two are hilarious. Everybody is shocked by the video and all the housewives give a reaction when the video alerts their phones, they all glance at it and are like, is that Professor Wendy? Lol. Wendy came to slay not play. But I'm going to have to speed up this because the recap is becoming a book. What is it we really want to see? So I will sum up when Juan is having a talk with Robin about how she is exhibiting depressive symptoms, because let's face it Robin is dealing with depression. One is a piece of work reminding her of her age, shut up one. and if Robin has another child she is a new fool, if she isn't one already for sticking with a man who clearly doesn't want to marry her. Well marry her if you want more kids, and maybe that will motivate her to get dressed up, s. The nerve. Robin, find you a big fluffy robe to comfort you and kick the cold-hearted to the curb. You will be okay. When you went to the doctor and reveals her work done to her body. She wants to be herself. So she is now an upgraded body Wendy, not the professor. Well, damn Wendy, you are doing it. You look amazing. And if this helps you to be more confident, so be it. We see Candy Ace interacting with her bonus kids and Chris. The kids are great, but I don't know if this is a good idea for a storyline. She even reveals she wears condoms because she doesn't trust penises. Sigh, why does Candy Ace bring up what her mother said to her husband? Candy Ace, if he wasn't there when she said it, let it go. It's messy. The beautiful Grace is helping Giselle get ready for the party and picking through clothing, everything she holds up, Grace says no to. Ha! Grace has excellent taste, whatever we say about her, Giselle has beautiful daughters and she seems close with them. Robin's two sons, man they are big now, are helping her pick her outfit, in between smacking the mess out of each other with pillows from her bed, you know, typical boy behavior. I had two boys that were 10 months apart and they were always in competition and unfortunately roughhousing. It was annoying but Robin doesn't seem to mind. Yeah, you get used to it. Ashley is with little Dean and he is cute but once again, who thinks it is a good idea to put kids on these types of shows, it gets or than I just feel maybe a kid should have a choice if they want to be opened up for major backlash, anyone disagree. So the first part of the recap was more like a snack. Now that we did the appetizer, here it is the mess of all messy main courses, I'm speeding up to the shindig where Giselle has decided to get the grand dame together, but Candy Ace couldn't come she was sick with diarrhea. Must have been all those grapefruit mimosas, it's a shame because her hair was curled so pretty, but Giselle has no intention of missing Wendy's party. The nude Interlude Party Wendy's has her house set up with a beautiful table set for her guests, even her husband Eddie is impressed. But he is on daddy duty cause the party is for women. I like how when Wendy gave her boys the cupcakes in the shape of a titty they just munched down oblivious that it was a woman's titty, lol. Cute, but once again it could lead to backlash, but they are charming, the baby girl is so big now, and well-behaved it appears, they didn't know what it was, innocence must be protected, good job Wendy and Eddie. You aren't raising creeps, that red bow on her daughter's hair was adorable. The green-eyed bandit, Giselle arrives in style, A driver pulls up and she gets out in a full-length coat fur and some heels. Eddie lets her in and under the coat is a nice tan niche brown leather outfit to match the designer bag and nude heels. She is annoyed that Wendy is not at the door to greet her although Eddie hands her a cocktail. Relax Giselle, she is the hostess, but maybe she wants to make an entrance, it's kind of a reveal too, so get your cocktail, sip it and chill out. Grace, you did good. Giselle is a beautiful woman either way but sometimes it's like she doesn't even try, but tonight she gets, or, Grace gets the gold star, Wow, Giselle looks fantastic. Robin is on time, even though as everyone keeps pointing out that Wendy lives extremely far away from Potomac, and her nude is a tan sweater dress with some bad-ass white leather boots, Robin is another one who doesn't have to do much. It's so defeating when people don't get that sometimes a woman is not a dressy, showy, person and that's okay. She looks good, especially her hair, I like the bob. Giselle, being messy, points out there is a placemat for someone they don't know named Mia. If they are thinking that now Monique is gone they have another grown-ass woman for them to childishly haze, keep reading, because Giselle is like I don't know that b-h do you know that b-h? And of course Robin giggles, sigh, really ladies? Switch so now we finally get to meet the new housewife, Mia, as she is the car with Karen, who is in a luxurious fur, being chauffeured to the event. She has a beautiful fur shawl. is that what you call it, ladies of high society? She is a stunning woman; she seems like she is glamorous enough to fit in, maybe too glamorous for some lowell as they ride. they ponder what kind of party will this be? It's nude right, will they be strippers? Well, we sure hope so, because we already know there will be drama ha. Huh? Karen tells us in her confessional that Mia is a boss and they met through a business acquaintance. Mia works hard in a chiropractor business, she owns a bunch of franchises, and she just wants to relax at the party. Karen fills her in on her drama with Candy Ace and Giselle, who she anticipates will be at the party. She tells Mia Wendy wanted her to invite her, but in the flashback, because Bravo is messy, we see Wendy roll her eyes at the mere mention of Mia's name, literally. She lies and says Wendy was excited she was coming, shady but I think Karen just wants everybody to get along except for her and Giselle, lol. Karen says she and Wendy are on reset and building a relationship slowly. Karen mentions the ride and it has me wondering, well dang Wendy how far do you live outside of Potomac? Switch. A very pregnant Ashley arrives in a cream dress and silver rain boots. Imagine being pregnant and having to drive way out to the boonies, she is walking like she has to go potty ASAP. She is handed immediately a non-alcoholic cocktail and Robin jumps up to take her coat. Ashley is a glowing pregnant, I was fat, hot, miserable and cranky when I was pregnant. Lol, good for you Ashley. Wendy is upstairs in a robe. She calls down to the women, welcome to the nude interlude and comes to the bottom of the stairs and sits down with the women in the robe. She reveals candy ace is not coming. They all assume it is to avoid Karen. We clearly see Ace running back and forth to the toilet, but everyone thinks she is lying. Let's get to when Karen and Mia arrive, and the ladies have been waiting. Apparently Karen and Mia are the special guests, not strippers? Switch. So Karen and Mia enter Wendy's home and the chef hands them their cocktails and welcomes them inside, they enter and Karen introduces everyone to Mia and Giselle already has a sour look on her face. Wendy welcomes them in graciously and they all settle into grill Mia, let the hot seat begin. Karen walks in and doesn't even acknowledge Giselle and she is pissed. So Giselle starts asking Mia about herself. She reveals she has three underage children and an older husband, how much older? 38 years. Ashley is glad not to be the only one in an older man, younger wife situation. We find out Mia calculated wrong, but the point is her husband is older, with four grandchildren by someone else because she is supposedly 36, she looks good either way. Wendy welcomes them all and then makes her speech about her empowerment and then her body sans breastfeeding damage, tada. They are amusingly shocked, did you get the butt done? Boobs and tweaks only, they think she did her butt and her face too. She is like, no just tweaks, either way, Wendy looks fantastic. Karen wants to know who is her doctor, lol. They sit down at their assigned seating and begin to talk as they wait to be served a dinner catered by a private chef and waitstaff, Wendy your dining room table is lovely. The conversation steers to what all did Wendy have done yet again, Mia asks and Wendy says again, boobs and tweaks, what tweaks? Nunya, basically. Wendy gets snippy, what about you what have you had done? Calm down Dr. Wendy, but Mia chirps happily oh everything. And proceeds to tell a pissed-off Wendy all the procedures she has had done. lol. I cracked up. Hayes' attempt number one, fail. She has even has her clitoris worked on. Shh, Mia, that's too much. He he. The girls looked shocked. Well, you shouldn't have asked, because Mia wasn't embarrassed or deterred by the shade. It was light-hearted though, so they move on. They are served coconut curry crab soup, which sounds scrumptious, and they continue to converse. Karen asks where was Candace. Wendy says she is sick, and Robin says she thinks she is not ready to be around Karen. The BS begins. Karen makes a speech about giving Candyace time because she values the friendship. She says they both need to heal. Ashley says she doesn't know when she and Candy Ace will get to a good place. Well, Candace can hold a grudge. If I have to hear about the fight between she and Monique one more time, I swear. Wendy just hopes the group can all get to a good place collectively. Well so far so good. But Giselle says... that may be a little difficult. But why is that Giselle? Drumroll. Well you all know I can't stand Karen and Karen is like the feeling is mutual. Giselle says they will probably never be good. So she has decided to tell the truth about Karen? Karen warns Giselle. Giselle, you don't want this. They proceed to say some pretty awful things to each other. Someone is a drunk and someone else can't keep a man because her vagina is burning, yuck. Aren't you ladies at a dinner table at someone's house? But the ladies are eating up this drama like it is a buttery steak. It goes there, to their delight. Giselle talks about Ray, Karen talks about Jamal, Karen calls Giselle a whore, that went to Sing Sing, and the show ends, to be continued. So did you catch the show? I can't wait to see the drama next week How About You? Leave a comment and subscribe for more recaps, bye for now. What are your thoughts? Follow this blog at whentheswomanspeaks.com Facebook at whentheswomanspeaks Instagram at whentheswomanspeaks Twitter at woman underscore speaking Tumblr at whentheswomanspeaks.com Pinterest at whentheswomanspeaks References The Real Housewives of Potomac, Bravo TV Official Site